The robot's brain is a difference engine. It's reading vital signs. It must have calculated that... It did. I was the logical choice. Calculated that I had a 45% chance of survival. Sarah only had an 11% chance. That was somebody's baby. 11% is more than enough. A human being would have known that. Robots, nothing here. Just lights and clockwork. And you trust them if you want to. Hello and welcome to another episode of Above the Clouds. You are listening to Cole Lewis and thank you once again for joining me on this lovely day. Of course there's things going on. Of course there's craziness happening. But guess what? It's still a lovely day. Because whether the glass is half empty or half full, we need to be grateful that there's flipping water in the glass. That's how we're starting it today. Now, you're right. If you're familiar with the movie, you would have recognised it straight off the bat. That was Will Smith in I, Robot. And if you remember that movie, the whole premise of it is he just did not trust the robots. And that pretty much, that scene that I just played, that you just heard, was pretty much his reasoning behind it. He just didn't trust them because he knew that they were only programmed to do certain things. So everything was, as he said, lights and clockwork. There was nothing that was based on the heart everything was based on the mind which is the reason why I want to talk to you today and I want to have this conversation with you today because it's like logic is cool and objectivity and there's of course there's a place for it but like I heard someone say once there's three minds one in the head the heart and the gut and Ultimately, we should be living or spending most of our time in the gut, in that intuitive space. The mind in the head is beautiful because it helps us decipher and dissect and figure out, you know, solutions to certain dilemmas and puzzles. However, it was said that if you spend too much time in your head, it will find dilemmas. I'll say that again, spend too much time in your head, it won't just focus on finding the solutions to dilemmas and the puzzles, it will create puzzles, it will create dilemmas. And a lot of this is just pre-programmed, ultimately. Now, again, the movie, Our Robot, is just about these robots, all robots are pre-programmed. And if I'm being honest, a lot of us are pre-programmed. A lot of us are pre-programmed to believe that our happiness is dependent on, you know, getting a PhD, getting a master's, you know. Happiness is dependent on getting a promotion, you know, getting in that relationship, getting with that woman I've always wanted, getting with that guy I've always wanted, you know, just moving to another country, getting a higher salary. Whatever it is. We base a lot of our happiness on things outside of us. But all these things that we're basing our happiness on keep on changing. Which means that we're in a constant pursuit to attain happiness. You know? Right now, for example, you know, the the latest Samsung or iPhone is making me happy. But guess what? A month from now, there's going to be a new one. Does that mean that the moment there's a new one, I'm no longer happy? 
until I get the new one. So which means I'm always chasing, I'm always chasing, I'm always chasing. So with all these things, which is just the polarities of life, the chaos and order, the changes, the, the lies, the tigers and strawberries, like, if this is what life is, which is cool, and it's constantly changing, wouldn't it make sense to base our joy and happiness and work on the thing that doesn't change, regardless of salary, regardless of environment, regardless of employment, regardless of, you know, country, regardless of the laws, regardless of who's in power and who's not, what party, and what you know, regardless of any of these things, these things are always going to change, which is cool, and we adapt. However, regardless of what's changing, there's something that stays the same, and it's that thing that stays the same, which is the same thing which you have most control of, but it's also the same thing which we've been conditioned from young. You know, and even the people that you're chilling with have probably been conditioned from young. They've been conditioned by their family and their friends. Yeah? And their friends have been conditioned by their friends and their family. And so on and so forth. And the cycle just perpetuates. And it's so funny because, yes, these robots have been programmed and we've been programmed to the point where, you know, we have this part of the brain called what they call the RAS, the reticular activating system. Now, all this is is like a filter. So if I'm saying to myself, you know, I don't deserve anything good. I don't deserve, you know, to be loved. I don't deserve to be treated with respect and treated res- but, uh, tr- treated as somebody that is valuable. As somebody that's worth treating well. If I keep saying this to myself, then when I'm finding myself in certain situations or environments, my brain's automatically going to pick up on anything which resonates with that train of thought. And it's going to filter out anything else. That's what it's going to do. That's literally what it's going to do. So with that being said, doesn't it make sense for us to kind of change that way of thinking? And we hear this kind of stuff a lot. And I know it's not just as easy as to say, just be motivated, just change. It's it's, it's not going to happen like that. That used to piss me the flip off when I hear people say that. Just get up. Just do it. Just get on with it. You know, it's like, yeah, that, that works for a few minutes. But ultimately, that's you relying on someone outside of you. And that person, once you switch off that phone, once you come off of YouTube... You know, wherever you're getting that message from, that it's, it's gone. Then how are you going to get motivated? Again, so these things keep on changing. You might not always have the internet access. You, you know, this is whatever it is, your battery might die. You know, the person that might be encouraging you in your ear may not always be there. So you need to find a way of self-sustainable motivation. That's key. I think it was Les Brown that said, and if you don't program yourself, you will be programmed, which we know. We will be programmed by the things around us, the media, especially the media, you know? Media, Medea, you know? The goddess of illusion. Like, like come on, like, we need to just kind of, like, get out of this. Slowly, but surely. You know, do what we need to do, take the necessary steps, but ultimately, that's what we're talking about. Now, it's funny, because... Ken Keyes Jr. said, and I quote, you must absolutely convince yourself of the lack of utility of these draining emotions. So a lot of these emotions that are governing our actions and decisions and responses to things, they're not serving us. It's not serving us. Because like you, I'm sure you've heard, whether the glass is half empty or half full, who gives a shit? As long as there's water in the glass, we should be grateful and keep it moving on the basis of that. We can find gratitude, and from time we have a reason to be grateful, 
And guess what? We'll focus on the strawberries. Yum, yum, yum. Munch away. Yes, we know there's tigers out there, but if we only focus on it, guess what? What you focus on expands. And if we're always seeing as tigers, we're constantly living in fear, which is the lowest vibrating frequency from an emotion there is. We don't want that. We don't want that. So this is this is really important. Really important. It's not about ignoring our emotions or our feelings or any of that. You know, when you get these negative feelings, we can look at it and then we can recognize what the triggers were and that, and that will give us an opportunity to see what our triggers are, to see what insecurities we have. And it give us an opportunity to work on it. Not easy, but it's doable. It's about loving everyone unconditionally, including yourself. That's what it's about. Which sounds all airy-fairy, and trust me, when I hear this unconditional love, trust, like I've been in a few relationships, um, and, I, and I hear this term a lot, and not even just from you know a partner's perspective, but even from a parent's perspective, and I've never fully understood what it meant. But I've got a pretty good explanation right here that I've read in a book. But before I get into that, I just want to touch on this cycle. And there's something that if we can begin to recognize it, we might be able to change something. Now, the cycle I'm referring to is the action response now we know that if someone does something we don't like or even if they do something we do like whatever it is that they're doing we respond to it right and that's the typical how the cycle goes round. someone acts we respond excuse me someone acts we respond we act they respond however there's a very very pivotal and poignant point that needs to get illuminated in the introduction to changing this pattern especially in 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 the areas which isn't serving you now if i give an example if you're driving and someone cuts you off and your instant reaction is to blow the horn and say you beep 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 cool action reaction but guess what there's something that happens in between the two the action, before you respond, you see it, which we call perception. But what happens after perception? It's not reaction. Don't you have to interpret it first? Is that if someone offered you a cake and you love cakes, you're first going to see the cake and then in your mind, you're going to know within yourself, I love cake. And then you're gonna make the decision on whether you're gonna take it or not. Now, obviously, this will happen in a very, very quick process. You might see it and within a second, be like, yes, 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 yes. But there will still have to be a processing. Because if they were to offer you frog legs and you're like me, or snails, or what don't I like? I guess crispy creams or something, my instant response is gonna be no thank you. Because I've seen it and I've interpreted what it is. So perception, interpretation, and then response. So if you remember this, 
So when you see something that you don't like, you hear something that something has happened and you've seen it, naturally you're going to interpret it as something bad, something good, something to be offended by, so on and so forth. But you can choose how to respond. And if there's a space between the interpretation and the response, you're halfway in that journey. You're halfway to reprogramming. Because you, the chances are, if you've got a negative feeling towards what they've done, you've already conditioned yourself or being conditioned in such a way where you would, I guess, innately respond in a negative way. But if you can switch that around and just see that straight away, rah, that actually peed me off. That actually got under my skin. But you know what? I'm not going to react. That's growth right there. That's growth right there. And another part of that is, again, is loving unconditionally, loving everyone unconditionally, including yourself, not allowing your energy to become depleted based on someone else's low vibrating frequency. So what I would say is we don't have to accept who we've been as a blueprint I'll say that again. We don't have to accept who we've been as a blueprint, as a blueprint of where we're gonna be. Or of who we're meant to be. Whew, let me say that again. One more time. We don't have to accept who we've been as a blueprint of who we're meant to be. So you do not need to make yourself feel guilty and devalue your worth moving forward based on things that you've regretted in the past or feel guilty about in the past forgive yourself forgive yourself and then keep it moving so with that being said i want to read this unconditional love so what is unconditional love now this is from ken keys jr What is unconditional love? It is not I can love you if you do what my emotional programming, my addiction says I want you to do. It is just love. Just, I love you because you are there. I love you because you are part of the nowness of my life. I love you because although our bodies and minds may be on different trips, on the consciousness level, all of us are alike in our humanness. We are one. Real love is simply accepting another person completely and unconditionally we experience things from his or her psychic space it is like seeing the world through his or her eyes whatever he or she is going through whatever he or she is feeling we have been there too at some time in our lives when we love we view others as unfolding beings in their journey towards higher consciousness we realize that no matter how intensely we strive for worldly attainments we all seek love and oneness on the consciousness level we are all on the journey to higher consciousness some of us are hearing the messages life offers us and are working consciously to eliminate our addictions others are not progressing rapidly because they do not yet know how to consciously work on themselves we must also learn to love ourselves right here and now boom so you don't need to what do they call it acquiesced acquiesce acquiescence when you basically conform without any protests 
So it's often been said that sometimes your silence is a form of acquiescence. Like you basically can ultimately, yeah, you you conform or you can say that you because you're basically being submissive, but that's not I'm trying to think of the right word. Hmm. I've got proper Mine's on proper blank here. Consent. Jeez. <laughs> no, it came. It got there eventually. It got there eventually. So that was a long pause. Consenting through your silence. That's what, yes. We don't want to do that. We don't need to just live with what the mind has been doing, what this pre-programming has been happening. Yes, again, I know, I know, I know, I know. We're going through it. We're going through it. It's not easy, people. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's not easy. But you're powerful. You're powerful. Guess what? Yes, AI is out there. AI, artificial intelligence. You know what that is? That is a computer that evolves. But you've already got all these gifts, talents, skills already inside of you. You're already amazing. You're just stepping into that space where you believe it where you believe it this is all it is I'm doing the same thing people trust me I'm not speaking like no monk like no you know guru that's got it all figured out but that doesn't this make sense to you because it makes sense to me I hope it makes sense to you and even if it does like please just share it just share it with anyone that you feel that like will benefit from it anyone that you feel would even listen to this and actually take a step in the right direction you know and I think there's a scene another scene in iRobot where it talks about what does he say I'm sorry my responses are limited I must ask the right question I'm sorry my responses are limited you need to ask the right questions remember that I think that was the the, the guy that basically created the robots when he, the guy that died and he created like a, a hologram of himself with pre-recorded responses he says my responses are limited you need to ask the right questions Guess what? The mind is like that. The mind is as limited as we condition it to be. So when we feel like, I can't do this, I can't do that, no. You just haven't trained yourself to do it. You're just not believing you can do it. And ultimately, if you're not believing you can do it, that same reticular activating system in the brain, it will convince you and it will find evidence out there to support that idea. But then if you retrain your mind, your brain will do the exact same thing. Have you ever bought something because you thought it was original, you ain't never seen it before, and the moment you step out the store with it, the moment you step out the showroom with it, all of a sudden you're seeing it everywhere. Like it, like people only started buying it because you now have it. No, you've only just started to notice it because you've been exposed to it. Because you've given it your attention. And now you've given it your attention. Every, everywhere you go and see it now, the that same RAS, reticular activating system in the brain, that filter has opened up. So it's now receiving it. You know, it's the same way sometimes when you, you know, you could have like a hard, like a harsh breakup or something and you really miss the person that, you know, you used to, you used to love or even just like a loved one. And then all of a sudden, everything just reminds you of this person, the silliest little things, the silliest little things that has nothing to do with that person. But somehow your mind will find a way to connect chalk and cheese, you know, it will find a way to connect, you know, 
just paper and I don't know cotton whatever it is you know it just it would just, it would just find a way to do it and the last thing I want to say is there is a part in the Matrix Reloaded where Neo meets the architect. I know we're proper going down this science fictional road, but it, trust me, it relates. And one of the things that, well, the architect says a lot, but one of the things that he says is they created a program which humans will abide by as long as they was given a choice, even if they was only aware of it on a subconscious level how many things do we conform to and do we like allow ourselves to get into the routine and pattern you know of, of things that you know we know we want to do more we know we are more we know something don't feel right but yet we still do it you know almost like we don't believe anything more is possible or we're not deserving of anything more but somewhere deep in the reservoirs of this mind of this heart of this gut we know there's more and we know we can do more and what do they keep saying people mostly regret as they get older not the things that they've done what is it okay i can already hear you saying it the things that they haven't done so with that being said i feel like i've gone on and on and on and on so on that note please 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 share this again only share it with somebody that if you feel like they're going to benefit from it um but yeah thank you for listening and good luck on your journey to becoming a better version of yourself and remember you can recondition you can reprogram we don't have to wait to evolve like a robot we're not it's not written in stone that everything that you're doing right now is all you can do. It's not written in stone. It's not. You can change if you want to. Start loving yourself first. Start being kind to yourself first. Start being compassionate towards yourself. Alright man, you've been listening to Above the Clouds. Thank you once again 